Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now, boy, what no. off? <laughs> Welcome to a special edition of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am, of course, joined by my co-host, former Denver Bronco Chris Harris Jr. And today's special guest, former Denver Bronco, former third round pick. You were 87th overall, man, in 2010. 222 uh, catches with the Broncos, 3,070 receiving yards, and 33 touchdowns. Good lucky number uh, with the Broncos from 2010 to 2013. I am talking, of course, about wide receiver Eric Decker. Eric, thanks for joining the show. How you doing, man? I'm good, guys. I appreciate you having me. Chris, it's been a minute. Uh, Good to see your face, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eric, Chris, uh, Chris brought something to my attention before the show. And he mentioned that yep. you guys actually played against each other in college. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to yeah. give I want to give Chris the opportunity to start this show off with a, a little bit of a bang. Chris, take it away. Yeah, man, I'll never forget, man. In college, you know, we we're getting ready for Minnesota, and they're like, "Hey, Chris, you got to play the slot and play a little safety this game." You know, I had been playing corner. They're like, "They got a stud receiver. You got to stop, man. You got to try to guard it." You know, I think Decker just, you know, he gave me an old school killing. You know, I think we got we got the we got the dub, but I think Decker yeah. definitely went off that game. Uh he, he taught me some lessons, you know, that I was able to, you know, learn from and get ready for the next years though. But man, people don't understand Decker was a monster in college. And have they retired your jersey or anything in Minnesota? Well, yeah. Oh man, come on, Minnesota. Y'all are, y'all gotta dirty. come on oh. now, man. Deck needs to be in the Hall of Fame, the Ring of Fame, which I have up there. You know, definitely one of the best receivers uh, in our in our era, for sure, in college. I appreciate that because I'll I'll speak uh, on my half and say I hated going against Chris. Whether it was a, a bowl game in Arizona or a practice in Denver, even when I went to New York and played you guys, uh, yeah. you know, I came when you guys came actually to New York. But just like this dude was an animal, like you could not get past him. Strong, fast, smart, everything, and like. You know, I was scared going into Denver with Champ, but then Chris comes in on drafted hungry and just do just like brawl. So, mm-hmm. dude, I respect you so much. Uh, you had an amazing career, and dude, you you earned every piece of the success. Thank yeah. you, bro. Appreciate yeah. you. You guys were, I mean, those years watching you guys in Denver for me as a as a Broncos fan growing up, that was like the the highlight, right? Uh, <laughs> those that season with Tebow. Uh-huh. Uh, and then into the Peyton years, I mean, you guys were electric to watch every week. It was it was so much fun. And then, you know, of course, watching you, Eric, along with your draft mate, Demarius Thomas, and the bond that you guys yeah. had um, on the field, it, it was it was definitely something that a lot of Broncos fans loved. And you were a huge part of that offensive success with Peyton um, in, in those first couple of seasons. So. You know, just want to say thank you as a Broncos fan for giving us some fun games to watch, man. Those games in Kansas City. I always knew you were going to go yeah. off in Kansas City. Because <laughs> it's, it was like it's, there's there's only one 87 that's going into, into Kansas City and performing on Sundays, right? So, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart and from the rest of Broncos country, we just want to say thank you for all your contributions uh, to the team and to the organization. Um but Eric, I, I wanted to start off this interview with a, a bit of a big question, a deep question. Um, yeah. You know, a, a lot of guys 
go into the NFL. And, and of course, we know the NFL stands for not for long. Um, and there's always a life after football. And you seem to have just taken that life after football and run with it. Reality show. Um, your yeah. wife has her own successes. You're a dad. You, you're I mean, you've got kids running around. Chris, you also have five kids running around like um, yeah. Ooh, kids. five girls man all girls <laughs> so so i wanted to ask i wanted to ask eric what moment um in your nfl career had a profound impact on your own personal growth you know what that's i love this statement because i feel as is the perception that my transition was easy and honestly it was difficult and like i went through a spell of depression and had a hard time coming out, even though I had obviously a beautiful wife and she was successful in her own way and providing for us, uh, three healthy kids, you know, and just like, obviously the means to kind of, uh, relax in a sense and do what I wanted, but still felt like I was lost because I, I think my whole identity was so tied to football, even from a young age, it's kind of what motivated me and drove me to, to have success was, you know, kind of rooted in the, my upbringing and, uh, and always trying to chase yeah. something, chase that success, chase the recognition from, uh, from folks, you know, family members or, or people in my community. Sure. And so I would say that I think football in itself creates the, the characteristics to be resilient, you know, um, and it teaches you a lot of lessons, teamwork. I mean, obviously it carries on after life, I think just hard times, you know, dealing with the ups and downs. I think communication is one thing that works in a sense, you know, because you can rely on each other, I think from a non-verbal way, but from a verbal way, it's like, you know, don't say anything that's going to rock the boat. I think that was a hard thing for me was, you know, you tuck stuff inside and you never really expressed, all right, what's bugging me? What am I frustrated about? What am I sad about? What am I happy about? And, you know, those are things that I think I had to learn kind of this after football life journey. And so it's been, sure. you know, great for me to, to be around a lot of spiritual people because I feel that was what really got me out of my rut and into this this place I, I consider a very health, healthy lifestyle now. And, you know, having a spiritual component and, and redefining uh, what that camaraderie, locker room, you know, men group looks like. I think I yeah. those, those are two big fundamental things that I've, now created my life to help you just make me a a more balanced person that's an amazing answer man and i i had another question that kind of tied into it and you sort of answered it but i kind of want to build on it so (laughs) you know playing football demands a lot of hard work it demands a lot of leadership um and it and it forces you to uh be able to work as a team so you know in what aspects has that kind of translated into your role as husband and father to your kids? Yeah. Well, I think being at the pinnacle of your career or in your profession and then having obviously the reliance of, of teammates on you to, you know, perform at a day-to-day level, uh, you know, trust that you're going to do and be accountable for your job just carried over to, to family life. Like you're accountable to provide yeah. for these kids yeah. and, and to love on them and to, and to take care of them and show them. And again, I'm not the, the most verbal leader. Uh, it's not my strength, but I think sure. 
being present and, and showing it by actions is just as important, if not more. And so I think also with that, like you're authentic, you are who you are. And yeah. I think I realized that early on, like I'm not, I'm not Peyton Manning. I'm not going to lead the charge, but I'll, I'll follow and I'll be contributing. I'll be right there. And I'm going to support whatever that goal is just at, at home as well. Like, listen, these are things that are important for us at home. Here's our foundation. And I think, again, the spiritual aspect, uh, the, the love, you know, everything derives from love. So how do you express that? You know, whether it is physical and whether it is verbally or it's just showing your kids that support, that's all kids want, yeah. has been super important for us yeah. to, to provide that for our family. Great answer. Chris, you got a question for Eric? Oh, yeah. What do you think in your game? Because people wouldn't say that you're the fastest or the biggest or had the best hands, you know. How did you have so much success in the league, you know, to be able to, you know, play as long as you did, score as many touchdowns and yardage that you did? And uh, what what do you think that kind of separated you in the league compared to other receivers? I, I, I like I mean, asking people these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I like it too. I mean, I would say that is 100% accurate. And I, I think – there was a time in my college career, it was, it was actually my, after my redshirt freshman year, you know, the first time going through winter workouts. And I'm in Minnesota and it's like negative 15, negative 20 with the wind chills. It felt like Antarctica, dude. I'm driving in my moped. I got my snowmobile helmet on. And I'm just like, you know, it's like dumb and dumber, but way colder. And I was questioning, like, like do I really, do I really want this? Like, is this what I want? Because I ended up playing baseball as well. And that's part that's of the reason right. how spring training and winter workouts and stuff. But like that was a defining moment for me because it showed, I guess, that like I had no other choice. Like I was going to go forward and just fight through it. I think the hard work and the determination really is what got me the success in my career. Because, yeah, from a, sk- like a skilled point, I feel like I could beat you at ping pong. I could beat you at, uh, you know, basketball shooting. Can you know, uh, you do some of the skill stuff well, but from an athletic perspective, I definitely wasn't out running a DT in the world or, or out catching him. You know, right. I wasn't, uh, no. you know, I think route running, being precise and, and just outworking people was really what was contributing to my success. And I think also the relationships, you know, so important, especially as a skill yeah. player with a quarterback and just the guys around you, like you gotta be reliable or dependable. And that's something that I wanted to be. And so, the communication of like understanding the game, understanding the concepts, understanding you know coverages, and knowing okay, this is how routes run, or here's an adjustment, and doing it consistently, you build that trust, and you're able to get more opportunity with it. Yeah, yeah. And you're physical. I think yeah. you know being physical as a receiver that kind of sets the tone. Like I got a guy that's gonna, you know, he's gonna block me, right? He's gonna run these routes hard every every route. He's not they can take <laughs> off routes. Right. He's yeah. going to run every route hard, you know. So th- those are the things that kind of separate guys, you know, and being in the right spot. Right. Yep. If the quarterback expects you to be there, can I count on him to be there? Right. And Deck was that guy, man. That was huge for us, man. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, Eric, that that was a big part of, uh, you know, when I played out here, uh, when I got older, that was a big part of my game was actually watching like you and DT and watching you guys away yeah. like w- away from the snap um you know if the ball wasn't going to your side what were you doing were you still running your route were right. you still you know were you blocking downfield were you looking for the next guy to block were you taking angles 
that was a big part of of my game and that's why like I was able to build those relationships with my teammates because they yeah. they saw how hard I I mean I was working my ass off blocking downfield you know if 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 we run the ball and the, and the ball carrier gets past me I'm not going to just stand there and be like okay he's gone I'm like I'm running with him to seeing who I can block next and uh you and DT were definitely a big big part of what inspired me to just be a hard worker just you know I'm not the fastest yeah. guy I'm not the biggest guy I but I'm going to run my route well I'm going to block I'm going to catch the ball on on third down when we need a big catch at the sticks. You can trust me to be there. And uh, that, that but Deck is bigger. Deck, you are bigger than a lot of receivers, he, though. You're, give I mean, six threes are big. <laughs> you're a big dude. That's true. Yeah, I should say that. physicality wise, but I, I, I look more at the athleticism in terms of speed and yeah. you know, overall quickness yeah. and stuff. But yeah, from a yeah. physicality point, I try to utilize yeah my size a little bit. For yeah. sure, but like, like you said, Patrick, I think it's the small things. You know, I think that stuff mm-hmm. adds up. And like, yeah. I always think about like no Sean Moreno picking up a, a blitz. Yeah. Like he's putting his body in front of someone to allow more time for us to get open. Shouldn't change when he's yeah. he's he's running. He breaks one, you know, past ten yards. He's expecting us to block the safety or the, our corner to be able to get a long run. So like, it, it goes back, you know, both ways. And I think once you have that camaraderie, which we really did. Uh, the years I was there, especially 2013, when we just set all the Man. all the records, because guys were just like, it did just very unselfish, you know, yeah. attitudes and like, yeah, you're fed regardless. Peyton's at the helm, you're gonna get your touches. Just like yeah. keep working, you know. And I think that's yeah. what, what was a lot of fun about it was that like we just didn't care. We're just like, let's go, let's do this. Yeah, man, it, you definitely right. were an inspirational player. And uh, you know, speaking of inspirational players. I want to finish this interview off. Um, you know, DT was a very special person in all of our lives, especially for you and Chris um, and for everyone in the Denver Broncos organization, everyone that he met. I mean, he made an impact on their lives. So I want to ask you, and I'm sure Broncos country wants to know, what's your favorite memory of Demarius Thomas? Ooh, so many, you know, uh, I was fortunate. And I think the one that sticks out always for me first is, we had the same agency. And so uh, I was hurt my senior year. So I went down and rehabbed and did my uh, pre-combine training early in, in, I guess, December. And after the bowl game, he came down um, and met us. It was API at the time. I think it's XOs now. And, you know, initially there wasn't a lot in common uh, with us. We'd all work on the same group. We didn't really hit it off. And then uh, he got hurt in training he, right. he had a metatarsal uh had to get surgery and then he started rehabbing as well and we ended up staying an extended amount of time up until actually the draft just rehabbing and so i think we really connected uh and leaned on each other through that process and we really like created this bond that was inseparable and like we had some of the best times i remember like there was about 15 16 mm-hmm. days ago in Arizona, we, we'd go out and just do stuff every day. Like we spent the whole day together after rehab um, in our training. And after we parted ways um, to go home, he went obviously to New York for the draft. I was home. And just like, you know, the higher, the higher man just put us on, yeah. on the same team. That year we actually roomed together uh, and lived together the first year and just had this amazing relationship throughout uh, the rest of his life. But like that moment – I always remember in Arizona, like, you know, obviously different backgrounds, di- different yeah. people, but like we, we were just inseparable and uh, really needed each other in that moment. And I think that's what 
kind of guided us to such a beautiful relationship. And so that to me is probably one of the first memories that always sticks with me, but just throughout our life, we created a lot of fun memories on the field and, and really off the field as well. Yeah, man, it, it's, uh, it was definitely okay. touching to see, you know, all the, all the outpour for, uh, for DT from Broncos country and from across the league and everybody that he played with. So uh, definitely, definitely thinking about him and, uh, thank you for sharing that moment. It, it's choking me up, man. It, he's so inspirational. Uh, but Eric, I want to say thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we can have you back on, and and we can talk. Yes, we can talk some more. We can talk some more Broncos. I want to talk some Broncos with <laughs> you again this season. Yeah, uh, man. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk Ooh, about, but we respect is. your time, and uh, you know, thank you for joining us. Can't wait to have you back on, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Chris. Great to see you both. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. Thanks for coming. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.